great time last night. I mean, a lot of fun. Out at the uh, the Wisconsin State Fair Park in the Budweiser Pavilion last night, they had the Cream Puff 5K last night, and it was packed. And had the Love Monkeys on the stage last evening. It's all brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, who also will be bringing you again this year. The Bill Michaels Huddle will be out and about. Looking forward to it. Cannot wait. You can hear it on many of these same stations. The Huddle is a coming. Uh, and, and again, it's all brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. But uh, last night, the, last night for Wednesday Night Live was the last night before we get into State Fair. They've got one Wednesday Night Live left. So you have State Fair, the two-week run, basically. And then you get a week off after that, and then the last one of the year is the Toys Reunited coming up. I think it's the second to last Wednesday of August, and that'll be the last one for the season. Makes me sad to even think about. But, uh, but yeah, last night was a lot of fun. Had a good time uh, out at the Wisconsin State Fair Park. So there you have it. Um, so the question, basically, that we've been asking uh, or we asked going into the break after we started the discussion regarding the Milwaukee Brewers and winning in the postseason is simply how what do they need? If you're sitting there today and you're saying, okay, uh, regardless of position, the the Milwaukee Brewers need what for them to be a legitimate contender going into the postseason? A legitimate contender going into the postseason. Over on the Bud Light live stream where you can find us, whether it's on Twitter uh, well, excuse me, well, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube as well. Go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michael Show and subscribe. You can watch the show there. So over on the Bud Light live stream, over on the Bud Light live stream, we've got Ronald who says, a three and four starter, I think you have the arms in the minors to fill the need in the bullpen. At least a couple of bats they need. Yelich back issues uh, scare the hell out of me. And Wong is iffy. So you're talking about a three and a four starter, and two more bats. So you're talking four players, you believe. Uh, David says one bat at least, maybe a bullpen arm. So a bat and an arm. Brandon says nothing less than three bats. Brian says two bats. Tyler says at least three to four bats. Brian says no, unless they go all in this year and the next few years while they're having this great starting pitching, once they start losing, it's going to be rebuild time. Tyler says, I don't understand why Atanasio just always is so greedy about his money and not caring about the team's money to spend on players. Uh, complicated fella says, Cardinals are probably going to make a big move at the trade deadline. Brewers may struggle to win the division. If this is Stern's last year, would you think that they would be all in? Um... Tyler says uh, the Brewers' owner needs to let Stearns spend big-time money on players to win. So, basically what you're saying is it's got to be a big deal. It's got to be two to three bats. Got to be maybe a pitching arm. That's what it's going to take to get this team to, into the postseason. So, in other words, okay, now I'm going to take this and, and boil this down in the Cliff Notes version. So, in other words, the way the team sits right now, you really don't have a lot of hope. Is that fair to say, Ben? That, it, it, you know, just by the, the, the comments that are coming in, is it fair to say that just a small, small sample size of Brewer's Pulse, people don't have a lot of good karma, a lot of good feeling uh, about this team going towards the postseason? Oh, that was my first thought. If you're saying this team needs three or four bats, that really just means that they won't compete no matter what. Because getting three right. impact bats is nearly impossible 
unless you want to trade every single piece you will ever have. Or even a, a relief arm, a starting arm, and two bats. Like Then we're just saying the team isn't good. Right. I would agree. So there isn't a lot of hope. I, again, I could be wrong, but there isn't a lot of hope. How about that? 877-867-1670. Saying hi to our buddy Jake, who's listening to us right now on 1590 out in Platteville, WPVL. ESPN Radio. Good stuff. Thank you so much for taking a listen. He says, uh, you are 100% correct. When the Brewers went to this goofy system where you can't get ballets and the streaming has been shut down, I also shut down. I am no longer a Brewers fan. Thank you very much for the email. I said the the rules for the the rules for uh, for all of this is that it's baseball so antiquated, so so antiquated. I get it. Um, Greg said it's about getting hot at the right time. Just getting into the postseason is not enough right now. Uh, they need to get to the World Series for it to be a good year. That's our buddy ESPN Steve. Um, oh. No parrot head left behind. Our buddy Bruce. Howdy, Bill. It's a Buffett weekend. Also, the pre-party Friday night, uh, just six miles west of Alpine Valley at the uh, Pit Stop Bar and Grill. Nashville singer-songwriters Mike Nash, uh, Kirsty Krause, going to be playing for uh, all. Rain or shine, plenty of room. Uh, margarita specials, giveaways. Starts around 6.30 or 7. Goes until midnight. Bruce, you the man. We're going to be loading up. By the way, speaking of this weekend, today is the day. We go down and pick up the brand new, brand new smell of the big unit cruiser. They got us another Nexus, a great big four Nexus that we're going to be driving around in again this year. We'll have pictures of it later on tonight, but it should be a lot of fun. Um, Mark says, uh, no way the Brewers are going to be contenders in the postseason. Let's just be honest. This season is going to be a wash. They will get there, whether it be as a division winner or a wild card, but they will not go anywhere. So let's dash our hopes now and start moving on to Packers football. Um, Howard says, the Brewers have done exactly what they're supposed to do. Give us a little bit of hope. Get us to the end of July so we can then concentrate on the green and gold and screw the Brewers who are never going to spend enough money to actually win a World Series. The pessimism is rolling in big time. I Look, I, I go back to, um, to to Greg over on the Bud Light live stream who said it's about getting hot at the right time. I think they're going to make a move for a bat. They may make two moves. Whether that's a bat and an arm or a bat and a bat, I don't know. But I think they may make two moves. I don't think they make more than that. Okay. Um, and you're, you're 100% correct. All you're looking for is a little bit of a spark and the team to come back, batteries recharged, rejuvenated, and put it all back on track. That's what you're looking for. And then get to the postseason and get hot. Do they have the horses to just kind of maul their way through the postseason? No. They got to get hot. It, it, that's, it's as simple as that. They got to get hot. They got to get hot. They got to feel it. They got to be in the zone whatever you want to call it, and it, has to, it can't be one guy. It's got to be four or five guys that all just begin to contribute all at the same time. And pitching obviously has to be stable. But that's what has to happen because for them to – they're not maulers. 
You don't have maulers on this team. We're just all of a sudden they're just going to start crushing baseballs all over the place. It, they don't have that. And they don't have guys that consistently get on base. They don't have that. So what you have to hope for is you just run into a good streak of pitching that's that's really pleasurable to you, and you eye it up, square it up, and you start hitting the hell out of the baseball. That's it. Getting hot. Uh, Brett says the Brewers are actually closer to blowing it up due to the lack of stars in the field. The pitching's going to be here as long as the uh, pitchers are cheap. Yelich and Kane hurt them and cost them long-term. Well, Kane comes off the books this year, though. You can afford to go out and make some kind of a deal because Kane's coming off the off the books. And Yelich, while he does hurt you, I agree, um, he has had a better mid-June through into July, June and July, than the start of the season. And it's his approach has changed a little bit, just getting on base, batting leadoff, and all that kind of stuff. What has hurt you, maybe more than anything, has been the lack of run support and been the lack of uh, get-on, if you will, out of a guy like Colton Wong, who's just been so bad. Colton Wong, not only has he taken his offensive woes uh, and exacerbated them, but he's also taken his offensive woes to the field with him, where he has committed more than a few errors on the season and not played gold glove style of baseball. But hitting two twenty seven with only a three thirteen on base percentage, that ain't getting it done. His OPS is under seven. That ain't getting it done. Luis Urias, two twenty three with a six ninety nine OPS. Not getting it done. You need a healthy Hunter Renfro to come back and start to contribute and deliver consistently. You're, you're crossing your fingers that he stays healthy. You know, Rowdy Telez, he is what he is. He's a mauler. He's a pounder. Willie Adamas, you'd like to see that average come up as well, but his OPS is 771. Can you imagine if he hit for average? Can you imagine if he boost, if he was able to boost his average, say, by, by 30 points just to get to 250? which would mean he would have to hit probably 270 the rest of the season, which would be huge. Just to get his seasonal average to 250, his OPS would go up above eight. You need some guys to begin not just to have the power, but begin to actually contribute by getting on base. You'd like to see the on-base percentage begin to rise. And as much as we love home runs and chicks dig the long ball and all that kind of stuff, and I agree with that, but what you need is you need not station to station, but you need balls in play. You need them pounding off the walls. You need balls down the line. You know, you need to find a gap. That's what this team needs right now. Some big innings in that sense. And consistency. Um, we're going to step away, take a quick break. A lot of you chiming in over on the Bud Light live stream. Keep it coming. I love it. I love watching all the comments, and I love you guys going back and forth. So I appreciate that. Love you over on uh, Twitter as well. Coming up after the top of the hour, we're going to talk with Rob Reichel. going to be talking to some Packers with him. So stay tuned for that because we've got training camp just six days away. Stick around. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Welcome back to the program. We are glad to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. Back at it. Got to say thanks to our friends at Stenny's Second and National Walker's Point. And beginning tomorrow, once again, the shuttles start running over to American Family Field. So if you're looking for a place to go, grub down on some of the best wings you're ever going to put in your grill and then head on over to the ballpark with the shuttle and not have to worry about driving or anything like that. Let them do it for you. That is our friends down at Stenny's, the best sports bar in all of Milwaukee. That's Stenny's Second and National Walker's Point. And tell them we sent you. Good, good stuff. Uh, joining us now over on the hotline, let's talk a little uh, Packers football, shall we? We're going to talk with our buddy Rob Reichel of Connolly Media, Forbes.com. You can read his stuff there. Rob, how you doing, buddy? I'm great. How you doing, Billy? I am doing good. I'm sucking up the last few days of uh, Packerless <laughs> camp and uh, getting uh, getting myself ready for what then will be the inevitable. That's the end of summer and into football season. So that's kind of mentally where I'm at right now. Yeah, it's too bad our summers end in you know late July, unlike <laughs> right. unlike un, 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 unlike so many others who our, our kids who trickle into September. But it is what it is, and 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 we all can't wait for it to arrive. What is we were talking about this yesterday? What is let's say circle the most concerning aspect of the Green Bay Packers heading into training camp? Well, I mean, without without a doubt, it's gonna be, it's gonna be the pass game, and who emerges there, right? I mean, he. He being Aaron Rodgers has had a proven number one, Billy, as as you well know, every you know, every game that, that he's you know, played since taking over as, as the starter in, in two thousand eight. And and the baton has always been passed from, you know, one really outstanding, terrific Pro Bowl level talent to the next, whether that was, you know, Driver going to Jennings and then and then Jennings to Nelson and and, he, and eventually Adams. Um and, and, and not only and not only a stud number one, Bill, but, you know, deep down the depth chart, for the most part, Rodgers has had two, three, four really good options most years. That's, that's changed a little bit here the last couple of years when Devontae Adams became the primary focal point and, you know, was, was getting a third or 40% of the targets most weeks. Um, but but without, without question, Bill, who, I mean, who's going to emerge of the, among that wide receiver group? Or, or are we talking about a season, Bill, where Aaron Jones leads them with 65 catches and, and then Lazard has 50 and Christian Watson has 40 and, and Sammy Watkins has 40 and, you know, Romeo Dubs and Cobb each have 30. Could it be one of those kind of years? It, it absolutely could. Um, you know, and, and, and I didn't even mention Tunyon. It, you know, that if, if he can make a recovery, maybe he's a 40 to 50 catch type of guy too. It could be one of those years, Bill, where, you know, they have five, six guys between let's call it 30 and 60 catches rather than just a dominant guy up top. Um, but, but, but that without question, as we head to training camp is the number one issue, the number one concern, can they get it done in the air to the same level or even close to the same level uh, with Demonte Adams now in Las Vegas and, and MVS obviously in, in Kansas city. It's, 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 it's the number one question I think as we head to training camp bill and, and, and it's one that I think is going to linger and trickle through most of the season. See, I agree with you on spreading the ball around. I think that's the way they're going to get it done. There's obviously going to be one guy or two guys that emerge as trustworthy to Aaron Rodgers, but I really believe that's the way they're going to get it done. I don't think there's going to be that dominant guy. I think it's just going to be a lot of dink and dunk. The biggest concern for me when it comes to the pass game, Rob, is not necessarily moving the football in game. It's moving the football in, say, if you're down by 10 or down by a score, two minutes to go, and you've got to get that one guy you trust downfield. Where's he going to go, you know? 
I'm with you 100, percent and and not just in those situations, Bill. But but you know, I mean, all that matters to Packer Nation at this point in time is the postseason, right? And 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 do they have the weapons in the pass game when they line up against you know Tampa Bay's ridiculously good front seven and and pretty solid secondary? Uh, do they have the weapons in the pass game when they see the 49ers in the playoffs again? And what's obviously another elite defense. If, if they line up against the Rams and, and, and what's a top five or eight defense right there, do they have the weapons in the pass game, Bill? Uh, you know, when we get to the playoffs, um, and, and they should be in the playoffs, no question about it, to, to beat a team like that. I, I think the ground game's going to be outstanding. I think the, I think the defense is going to be really good. But, but you hit a key point there. At some point in time against these high-level teams and high-level defenses, you find yourself down a touchdown or maybe two scores, and you've got to get it done through the year. I mean, is that group of Lazard and Watson and, and Cobb and Amari Rogers and Sammy Watkins and, and Tunyon, is that group good enough? right, to move the ball with a minute 10 left and you're down a touchdown to the Rams. My guess right now, Bill, is is it's not. Um, but that's what this group's going to have a chance to prove over, you know, over the next four, five, six months. They can, they can prove a lot of people wrong. The average person right now thinks this is, you know, and, and certainly the NFL executives and scouts think this is one of the three or four worst groups of, of pass catchers that have kind of been assembled as we head to training camp, Bill. But, but that's going to be on these guys to prove all these people wrong. Talking with Rob Reichel, Forbes.com, Conley Media as well. Numerous books about the Green Bay Packers. You can follow him on Twitter at Rob Reichel. So the other area I think, at least for myself, probably concerning, defensively on paper, everybody healthy, I think it's a really good defense. I think there's a couple of areas of depth, obviously, we can discuss. But the offensive line, the protection of Aaron Rodgers, when you get Elton Jenkins back, how how does David Bakhtiari come back? The depth of that offensive line, if those two, those two guys cannot come back and be productive, that's when I think it really starts to get concerning. So that if you're going to go 1A and 1B, it might go hand-in-hand hand with that offensive line. No, I'm, I'm with you. That, that, that's certainly to me number two, Bill, is, is the questions on, on, the, on those two guys being Bakhtiari and Jenkins. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I, you know, Jenkins being five years younger than, than Bakhtiari um, did not need a second surgery. I, I, I think the odds that you see on Elton Jenkins return to his pre-injury fo- form are, are, are going to be greater uh, in terms of him having Pro Bowl-level success again than a guy like David Bakhtiari. I Bill, I, I, I think that it remains one of the crazier, goofier, more covered-up, hidden stories um, around the Green Bay Packers that you know I, I've seen here in the last you know 15 or, or 20 years. They've they've been unbelievably tight-lipped with his progress and how things are going. You know, he obviously came out at the end of last season and you know said I think his you know his knee was drained 15 out of 17 weeks in terms of of taking fluid during the regular season and one of his nurses at one point told him she's she's never seen more fluid come out of a knee than than what his had he 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 needed that second surgery in in early December uh, you know made it back for those 27 snaps against the Lions in in week 18 but then two weeks later couldn't go uh, in the playoff game. Uh, Bill, even you know, even when I think of Matt Lafleur's final press conferences before everybody went away for the summer here, and, and he was asked about it, he you know he wasn't at all concrete 
about David Bakhtiari being on the football field and 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 just going full bore when we get to training camp here next Wednesday. So all eyes are going to be on number 69 and in, in, in his progression, um, you know, if he can make it back even near the pro bowl level player, he was, I mean, I mean, Bill, here was a guy who was probably on track with three or four more really outstanding seasons to wind up in the hall of fame. And now his, his career is undoubtedly at a crossroads and, and, and really, uh, you know, Bill, he's, he's so dominant at his position uh, and I think Elton Jenkins can be a top 10 left tackle, but the fall off from where Bakhtiari was, Bill, most of 2020 to 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 a guy like Jenkins who's really good, or 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 even Yash Nijman over there is is still going to be pretty dramatic. So they they undoubtedly need Bakhtiari to return to even 80 or 90 percent of what he was pre-injury, Bill. If 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 any Super Bowl aspirations that they have are going to come true. Okay, now I wanted to get into the article you wrote. Uh, we went through the offense. Defensively speaking, uh, you talked with cornerback uh, Jay Alexander, who is extremely confident coming back. He's ready to go, and he says, this is going to be the best secondary in football. Mark my words. How close to being correct will he be? I think he's going to be pretty close, Bill. I, I'd be surprised if that's not a top-five pass defense when, it, when it's all said and done, and it, and it easily could be the number one the number one pass defense. I mean, they haven't had three corners this good since that 2010 Super Bowl team, which was obviously led by Charles Woodson and Tremont Williams. I mean, they, they were deep that year and, 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 and outstanding. The, the safety play probably on that 20 team was, was a little bit better because I, I think Nick Collins was better than anybody they have right now. But this, this Emo Savage pairing, you know, ranks among the top eight, I would say, Bill, in, in football. And I, I think it's the best trio of corners that probably any, anybody has in the league. What, what's going to be fascinating to me, Bill, is you know how, how, how they run and work these guys. Who, who's the slot guy? Who's playing outside? I mean, because the, the majority of, of, of each of these corners' careers has been spent outside, uh, you know, with, with Stokes, with, with Alexander, and with Douglas. They, they, they've all primarily been outside guys. Somebody's going to probably have to jump in there and, and be that star guy, that 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 inside slot corner. Now, I, I guess there's an outside chance it could be, you know, Keyson Nixon, who they who they signed from Las Vegas here in in the offseason. He, he's a nifty little slot corner himself. Um, but then you're taking one of those other guys off the field, and and I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think when we talk about Alexander and Stokes and, and Douglas, they're all going to play 90, 95, 100 percent of the snaps most games, and you know, barring injury, Bill. Uh, but those three together um, should have the ability and the potential to, to take, let's say, Bill, a, a passing game that comes to Lambeau Field, averaging 275 yards a game, and hold them to 200 or two and a quarter. I mean, 20, 30 percent less than the numbers they've they've been putting up through through most of the year. Because not only are they really good in back, Bill, but they're going to get after people. Um, you know, my dark horse prediction for Defensive Player of the Year in the league is Rashawn Gary. I think he's going to have 15 sacks or more. Um, I think he's going to challenge the Watts and the Bozas of the league, you know, for uh, for the for the sack total. So, you know, when, when when you start talking about that front seven, Bill, you know, Preston Smith and and the guys up front, you know, the the, the addition of Devontae Wyatt, they're going to get after people. These guys in back are not going to have to cover for four or five seconds. Um, it, it it should be an outstanding pass defense, Bill. So to Jair Alexander's point about mark his words it's going to be the best secondary in football i think when we get to the start of january bill the numbers are going to line up and 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 there's a really good chance he's going to be right 
Hey, uh, Rob, when, when you talk about the defensive front helping the secondary, how deep? Because I remember, go, go back to 2010. They had Howard Green, they had C.J. Wilson, B.J. Raji, Ryan Pickett, Cullen Jenkins. They had formidable beef up front. Dom Capers liked to rotate those guys in, and that made a difference. He talked about big, fresh guys up front. Is this team, with the new additions and with Jerron Reed picking up in the offseason, is this team that style of defense that they can put enough pressure up the gut to be able to help out the corners, help out the safeties, and also help out the outside edge rushers to have this defense truly be a formidable defense? On paper, Bill, without a doubt. I mean, you drew the perfect comparison right there in, in terms of 2010, in terms of that level of depth and 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 that remarkable quality of talent. I, I think people forget just how good Colin Jenkins was you know, B.J. Raji, that 2010 season, arguably, you know, was his best. C.J. Wilson was an emerging player. Howard Green gave him, uh, you know, a, a remarkable 10 weeks after they picked him up off the street uh, midseason. And they are just as deep right now. When, and, 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 and I think you hit a key point, Bill, in terms of the rotation system. You know, we've had, we've had a few years here over the last five seasons, I would say, where Kenny Clark snaps are in that 85% range, and that's just too much. You know, they, in a perfect world, Kenny Clark's going to play about two out of every three snaps, and now you get to the fourth quarter, and, and that guy is completely fresh, and, and he's got his legs, and, and, and he's running down quarterbacks and, and taking away rush alleys. Um, really, with, with very little fanfare, they, you know, they signed Jerron Reed um, in, in the offseason. And, and, Bill, I, I think that, that's going to turn out to be kind of one of the sleeper signings maybe of of the entire offseason when it's all said and done i mean that's a guy his first five seasons in, in seattle was, was pretty darn good certainly really good bill from 2018 to 2020 i think he had almost 20 sacks in in those three seasons combined didn't do a ton last year with kansas city but bill that, that really a key number on on jaron reed is the majority of his his career he, he's been in that 75 percent snap category himself where he's a guy who doesn't come off the field a, a whole lot so so now you start talking about the depth that they have there with Lowry and Clark and Reed and and Devontae Wyatt and TJ Slayton who should should be much improved in in his second season um even Jonathan Ford the the rookie they drafted if, if he winds up making the roster I mean Bill these guys snap counts should be about two-thirds or three-quarters of what they've had to be at and, and the amount of snaps they've had to play over the last few seasons. And now we talk about the fourth quarter when, you know, you want these guys to be really fresh. There's no reason they shouldn't be. Uh, Rob, great stuff as always. Looking forward to uh, all of obviously the coverage beginning next week as the Packers hit the training camp field. And uh, we'll keep touching base all throughout the season, man. I appreciate it. We got about a week left to play golf, Billy. Hopefully, you can uh, get out there and, and swing the clubs a little. I'm swinging them tomorrow, as a matter of fact. I got one more tournament to play in, and then uh, I think we are uh, hanging up for the most part for the remainder of the season. Good stuff, <laughs> Rob. Take care. Thanks, Bill. Talk to you. There you go. Rob Reichel joining us uh, on the hotline. You can find him on Twitter at Rob Reichel. Forbes.com, Conley Media, numerous books covering the Green Bay Packers, but uh, you can read the article that he wrote about to Jair Alexander. Uh, really solid stuff, and Jair really believes they're going to be the best, the best in football, the best secondary in football. You can find his stuff there. Good, good stuff. Uh, let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break, come back. A lot more to get to. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.